We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday. It's August 31st. It's 2020. We have seven baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Jennifer07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm doing just tip top. It was a good weekend. Had fun. I'm super tired. So I'm ready to roll on through this before I can finally get to sleep. Yeah, I'm ready for bed too. Um, went to the zoo with my family today. <gasps> Did you see a lion? No, I did not. No. Um, my my mother in law's birthday was yesterday, and she's always like dreamed of like feeding giraffes. And one of the zoos about an hour from us will let you feed giraffes, so we took her and let her do that. So it was kind of cool. Um, and like I have an eleven month old, so it was his first trip to the zoo. So that was fun, man. It was just it was a good time. Like it was just weird not having like a NASCAR Cup race on Sunday. It was on Saturday night this week, so. A uh, little free time. It was nice. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I had a great weekend, man. Like, um, you know, ready to jump back into the baseball waters. And, um, you know, we have an interesting slate. Let's just say that. Interesting slate. We have some really, really stud pitchers on the slate. Um, and then we got some really, really bad pitchers on the slate. So, and then, like, the teams facing the really bad pitchers are all kind of expensive. So, we have a lot to break down, a lot to get through, and a lot to talk about on this one um so let's just jump right in grant you know we got uh tampa at new york tyler glass now garrett cole um what are your thoughts here on glass now i mean it's not the easiest match in the world going up against the yankees but glass now while he struggled with walks a bit at the beginning of the season he's been he, he was lights out in his last matchup so he gets a matchup versus the yankees there's about slightly above league average strikeouts in the lineup and he's been striking out guys at a pretty heavy clip he got up to 96 pitches which the Biggest worry with him is how late is he going to go into the game? Um, but he only walked one guy, so his walk rate's a little bit more under control. I really like his price tag is basically what it is. Like, There's not a whole lot of low-end pitchers on the slate. I don't know how lineup builds are going to go, but you want one of the studs in, on the slate. With a lot of the bats on the slate and with Coors being played, 
don't know if you're even going to be able to get one of the stud pitchers. And if you can't get one of the stud pitchers, last night was absolutely the way to go. Has a chance to strike out double digits in this matchup. He does have a 4.1 implied team total against him, but he's clearly one of the most talented arms on the slate. 39% K rate can get up to 90 pitches in this matchup here. So I'm either going to, I'm going to roll with a lot of him as my SP one in high price match or high price lineups and stacks. And as my SP2 and low-priced one. So he's a guy that's probably going to be my highest owned pitcher on the slate just because of the way builds end up going out in his price tag. This isn't your Yankees lineup that started the season either. Like, this lineup is, you know, LeMahieu's back. But, like, overall, no stand, no judge. Um, you know, Torres is out. A lot of, lot of bats, um, big bats missing here. So I think last now, like you said, big strikeout upside. I love upside. Like this is this is a pure tournament slate for me. This is there's so many different ways to go on this slate. This is a pure tournament slate for me. So I like Glassnell. Um, listen, Garrett Cole on the other side, like 33% K rate on the season. He's striking out both sides of the plate, giving up hard contact both sides of the plate. Plenty of strikeouts in the Tampa lineup. Tampa is playing good baseball this season. They're not getting talked about a lot, but they're absolutely dominating the American League East right now. Um, you know, Garrett Cole at 10K. Is a discount to Beaver. Um, I will say that, but like this, be the third time he's faced Tampa. He put up twenty and twenty-seven uh, against this team. Um, what do you say on Garrett Cole? I like him. I like him a lot. I like his price tag predominantly. Like he is cheaper than Cole or than Beaver or than Giolito. Um, I will say that I prefer Beaver and Giolito to him. But this is a slate where we're probably going to be pinching pennies. Um, you got to save money somewhere. And while Cole is probably third on my list, he's probably right there with Bieber and Giolito for point per dollar value. So I, I, I'm probably going to end up with a lot of all three of these. I'm just going to say that right off the bat. Just the way the lineup construction is going to end up working, that you kind of need to just do different things. I don't know who's going to end up being the chalk here. To me, Bieber is clearly a better pitcher than Cole right now. Um, and Giolito has been pitching out of his mind recently. But Cole just offers you a little bit of price savings here. So... Cole draws a decent matchup going up against the Rays, who have been hitting well lately, but there are some definite strikeouts in this lineup here, and he's got just as much upside as anyone on this slate. So Cole's definitely going to be in my rotation. I think you have to look at both these pitchers. I think this is going to be one of the lower-scoring games on the slate. Um, as far as, like, bats go, like, I don't think I could stack Tampa. Um You know, they're not discounted enough to stack them in general, like – I don't even see like where I could play like one-offs either. They're just, they're going to be a tough team to play because like the guys you want to play, you want to play Lau, you want to play Meadows. Like they're super expensive. Yeah, no, this is not a stack spot for me here. I think there's too many games on the slate. I don't mind taking a one-off or two-off here. Uh, Choi is probably is coming in at 3.1 K. Not a good matchup, but Cole is giving up a decent amount of fly balls, decent amount of hard contact. So him or Yoshi, if he's in the lineup, is saying at 2.2K. Again, you need to pay up for pitchers on the slate. Again, either one of these guys can end up hitting the ball at the ballpark. So I, I have no problem using either of those guys just to get some price savings. But other than that, like I'm not paying 4.7 for Meadows or 5.5 for Lau. It's just not a spot where it's really worth it on the slate when you have to prioritize pitching because there are one of the aces, maybe two of the aces are absolutely going to get it done on this slate. And I don't know if I see many guys at the bottom who are going to be able to get anything done here. So, yeah, it, it's just picking the cheap guys for salary relief, and those would be Yoshi and Chow or Troy. Yeah. Um, you know, going to the Tampa side of things, like it's 
It's kind of the same argument. LeMahieu's 48, Voight 43. Um, I actually don't mind Luke Voigt here. Like, probably more of a one-off, like, on a stack or something that you don't need a first baseman. But Glasnow is going to strike out righties at a high clip, but he's also going to give up a lot of fly balls and hard contact to righties as well. So, like, I don't mind, like, targeting, like, a power righty back like, like Luke Voigt, Ursula, like, these guys that have power. But, again, like, Grant, I don't know if you could really stack the Yankees here. Yeah, I mean, you can make the argument for stacking them. Glass now has gotten a little wild at certain points of this season. This game can get away with them. There's a watered-down Yankees lineup, but it's still got some decent bats in it. Trashman is only 3K here. Ursula is only 3.8K. Sanchez, 4K. Um, Void is 4.3K. Like, there are some ways to stack up this lineup. I don't hate it in big field tournaments, and I don't ta- hate taking one of the uh, power bats in there. And this is Tampa Bay. You never know what's going to happen. Glass now may only be in there for the first four innings. It's always kind of a toss-up. I am using glass now, but I don't use mind using some of these Yankee bats just for their cheap price tag. Underdog Fantasy recently launched with $1 million best ball tournament. If you haven't tried the Underdog yet, use promo code GRINDERS after depositing. There are no bonuses available on Underdog, but you'll be entered into a random drawing for Roto-Grinders Core 4 five-day passes and Roto-Grinders Underdog t-shirts. The promo code screen comes up after you deposit Use grinders. Washington at Philadelphia. Eric Fedden against uh, our boy Spencer Howard. Uh, Grant, this is a game that we're probably looking at bats. Um, Do you have any interest in either one of these pitchers? Uh, I mean, honestly, I have some interest in Howard. I know he has not been good this season, but just the way the slate is probably going to turn out. We have Coors in here, so we're going to need to find some money. You look at all the bottom-priced guys – and no one is really that good. No one's in really that great of a matchup. This is not a great matchup for Howard, but I'm more batting, betting on his skill than I am his actual numbers so far this season. He's sitting at 5.1 or 5.74 XFIP. He's done very well versus righties, done horrible versus lefties, not striking anyone out, walking a ton of guys. I think that there might be a little bit of variance in his numbers versus lefties so far this season. So I'm willing to bet a little bit more on his actual promise as a big league pitcher and his price tag he's just too cheap he's sitting there at 5.8k any number of bad things can happen but you don't have a whole lot of choices at the bottom he's the cheapest option that's any way viable still has a 4.8 run total against him still can end up with negative points still anything can happen here but you have to pay down somewhere if you want to put any cores bats in so howard's my guy howard's my cheap pitcher if i need one on the slate yeah, I don't mind him. I like a guy a little bit more than I like him um, that we'll talk about here in a, a few minutes. But I do think the guy that I like will be potentially chalk here. So um, I don't hate Howard, but like I, I love this game. I love bats in this game. Uh, this is a game that like I think you could game stack to get off of course and still maybe even get um, Bieber in your lineup. So um, I love all the bats here. Let's talk Washington first. Like, you know, Thames is 3.5K. Garcia's 3.5K. Adam Eaton's 3.6K. Like, what's Adam Eaton's ownership going to be on this slate? It's going to be massive. Um, Juan Soto obviously has the most upside on the slate outside of cores, I would think, here. So, I love Washington in this spot. Yeah, I'm specifically targeting lefty bats and specifically the lefty bats with power. Like I said, Howard, maybe his lefty numbers are due for some regression, but he's still sitting at 423 ISO going up against lefties. There's going to be Thames in there who can hit the ball at the ballpark. Eaton, who's too cheap, you already mentioned. 
Soto and even a Struble is not the worst day in the world. I'm not a huge fan of his price tag. Um, I'm staying away from the righties. Like Howard Slider has been pretty good so far this season going up against righties. And I don't expect that really to change. So it's really the lefty bats that I'm looking at to actually get some exposure to the nationals. I don't know if I'm going to full on stack it too much. I expect some people, a decent amount of people to do that because you can get some cheap bats. Even Robles at the bottom there at 2.2 K just too cheap. Um, so yeah, I'm specifically targeting the lefty bats, but I'm not going to argue with playing Turner with playing Kendrick as price tag. Suzuki has price tag like it's not the worst day in the world but I'm specifically going with lefty bats although I am playing a lot of Howard Eric Fed um really really low strikeout guy like this guy um he he just pitches the contact and he does generate a lot of ground balls but like Hoskins Harper Didi um these guys are fly ball hitters like these guys could really really pound um this spot here like it, it's hard not to want to pay up for Bryce Harper. It's hard not to want to get Didi in there at 4.2K. Um, Alec Bohm, um, if he's in the lineup, 2.9K. I know he's a righty, but, like, he's been a guy that has hit. He doesn't strike out. Like, he would be a great value play, even at a third base position. Like, there's there's a lot of different ways to look at Philly here. Yeah, no, definitely like Philly. Uh, every time I seem to stack against Fed, he crushes me for some reason. I don't know why. But it's happened to all of us. But Hoskins, one of my favorite bats on the entire slate, 4.4K. Like, again, you're right. Big fly ball pitcher. Like, moderate worry that he's going to strike out. But going against Fed, that's really not a worry. Harper, little expensive, but absolutely on board. Didi, another guy that I really, really like here. Um, and then, yeah, you mentioned Bohm. Absolutely agree with that. 2.9K, far too cheap over on DK. Like any of these guys are great. This is one of the top stacks in the slate. I like one stack outside of Coors better. We'll get to that in a second, but this is definitely a spot where you can can use a lot of Philly bats, specifically Hoskins and Didi. There's three teams on the slate that I really like. Um, so this is two of these teams, um, and, and like we're going to go into the next game right now. Uh, Atlanta, Boston, Ian Anderson um, against Colton Brewer. And I think it's actually freed. It is going to be freed. You're right. Uh, Max yeah. Freed pitching for Atlanta. You're right. Um, I saw that right before we started too, and I still read Anderson. So uh, let's talk Max Freed first. Uh, do you have any interest in him? Not really. There's just other guys I would go with on the slate. He's 9.2K. Like I'd rather go down to glass now or up to the three studs. It's just not worth it. I mean, I know Boston hasn't been a great team so far this year, but they do have some power in that lineup. Like JD's obviously still there. So it's a it's not a spot where I really want to use Freed. I just there's too many other good options, and I don't see Freed putting up a slight changer. Whereas I could see Gold, Cole, Giolito, or Bieber putting up a slight changer. He's probably going to end up with 25 points, um, which I don't think is going to get done. I'd rather go elsewhere. So I'm not using Freed. If he's 7,500 on this slate, I'm probably all in. Like, yeah. It, oh yeah. It, it, you like, and everyone else. That right. Like beautiful. that's what I'm saying though. Like the pricing makes it really tough to play him here. Like if he was a little cheaper, a little cheaper, like all in, um, you know, cause like you can make a slight argument for him on FanDuel at 8.6 K. Um, you know, like he's the fifth priced option over there. So like you can make an argument cause Bieber's 12 Cole's 10, seven Giolito's 10, six, Glass now is 9.5 and Freed is 8.6. So you can make an argument. 
um, over there. Because, like, Red Sox, they, they outside of, like, J.D. Xander, Vasquez, maybe even, like, Pilar, but, like, they're still going to put these lefties in there. And, like, Freed is really good against lefties just as well as he is against righties. So, um, on the other side, like, it would be Colton Brewer. Um, he's going to throw three, four innings, and then it's going to be a bullpen. Like, you, you can't play Colton Brewer here. Like, the, the nope. Braves might be the top stack on the slate. Yeah, they're definitely up there in terms of, like, run projection totals. Um, I think Acuna might have gotten hurt today. So. JD got banged up today too. Um, he got hit and he got hit. Um, I don't know if he'll be back or not. He got hit in a hand by a pitch. Yeah, I guess we'll see. This is the night before. It's the dangerous recording podcast the night before, but that's what we have to do here. But yeah, I'm not using Brewer and I will use quite a bit of the Atlanta offense here. Um, they have a 5.6 run total. Brewer and the bullpen are not great. These guys have some pop. Freeman, fantastic play. We know his numbers versus lefties and righties. Acuna, if he's in there and he's healthy, like tons of pop. Like everyone in this line, Darno, Ozuna, like a lot of these guys, even Duvall offers you nice little price savings. Same with Marcakis. Like all of them, really like this stack. It's not my favorite, but I'm guessing it's yours. No, it's up there. Like like I said, I, I really like Philly, Washington, and Atlanta. Um those are the three teams that I had written down coming into the podcast. So my thing with it, the only thing that like I have a problem with Atlanta here is they're not cheap. Like you're, you're paying up, you're not getting like a Bieber likely with Atlanta, like depending on like if the Cunha's in the lineup or not, maybe like Marquez is back. Duvall's cheap. Matt Adams is cheap. Um, Austin Riley's cheap. So potentially on the lineup, maybe you could get a, a cheaper stack here, but like, in an Atlanta stack, how do you play Adams over Freeman? Um, like that, that's the only downside, right? So I don't know. I love the Atlanta Braves here. I'm going to stack against Boston all year. The bullpen's terrible. Colton Brewer doesn't pitch deep. You're going to get a lot of the bullpen. So got to like Atlanta here. And then on the Boston side, if JD's out, like, you know, for me, this is, this might just be like a full stay away spot. Like I like Xander, but I'm not paying 5K for him. Um, Pilar is 3.6K, maybe him. Like, I don't love this. Yeah, no, I'm just staying away. Yeah, like, Freed's a good real-life pitcher. So, like, I don't know. It, it's tough to really like the Red Sox at their prices in this matchup. So, uh, Pirates and Brewers, Trevor Williams, Eric Lauer. Um, any interest here in Williams? Yeah, if I'm not using uh, Howard in a lineup, I'm probably using Williams. He's 200 bucks or 200 more expensive. Like he gets a decent amount of ground balls to lefties. Like he's been good versus lefties so far this season and looking all the way back to last season, I know it was different numbers, but this, this Milwaukee lineup just really isn't that great and has been struggling a lot of the season. It's it's not a spot. I really want to go in on him, but it's just kind of the way this slate is probably going to play out. Um, there's just a lot of case in that lineup so far this season. And he can probably luck into a few if he can suppress the home runs, then he might be all right. So, yeah, <laughs> just the way the slate is, it's ugly, and Williams is in play. Yeah, like this is like – this is the, the the chalk cheap pitcher that I was talking about. Like Milwaukee's terrible. They have five guys, six guys in their lineups with strikeout rates over 29%, including Yelich. Um Trevor Williams isn't a good pitcher, but he's 
going to be good enough to maybe get you 12 to 15 points. And when we like all the bats here, like that might be good enough. Um, so you have the, you have the chalk pitcher and then you probably have like the chalk, um, like bats on the other side, like the Pittsburgh bats. So we'll talk about that here in a second, but do you have any interest in Eric Lauer? No. Yeah. He's so he, man, like the only interest that I have in Eric Lauer here is if we open up like lineup HQ and like, we're seeing a massive amount of ownership for Pittsburgh, like just as like a leverage large field tournament play. But like, really I'm kind of on the Pittsburgh bats here. I think they're the cheap bats to, to look at here. Like Gonzalez, Newman, Tucker, Stallings, like these guys are all really decent against left-handed pitching and, and Lauer doesn't strike anybody out. Yeah, no, Lauer's not great. Like Lauer isn't good to either side of the plate. 38% hard contact lefties, 41 to righties. Like, just not that great of a pitcher, and he's been horrible in his last two outings. We don't know how late he's going to go into the game. Yes, Milwaukee does have a decent bullpen, um, but it's it's still the pricing on this. Like, you're getting Bell at 3.6K. Like, Polanco's under 3K. Like, half the lineup is under 3K. No one's more expensive than Newman at 3.8K. Like, this is just far too cheap on a slate with lots of aces and glass now up there at 4.8K. This is just a spot where you're kind of forced into playing Pittsburgh bats. I'm going to check on ownership. Maybe if they're going to be very, very heavily owned, I might shy away from them. But realistically, I don't see a way that it can. Yeah, they're going to be cheap. Um, well, they're going to be popular. They're going to be cheap. Um, like Reynolds would be out. So we're looking at like Newman at 3.8K. Stallings is 2.7K. Probably like your cash game catcher on this slate. Um, Eric Gonzalez is 3.5K. You play him at shortstop or third base. He'll bat leadoff. He's been really good against lefties in a small sample size this season. So uh, Cole Tucker probably hits second. He's super – he's 2.6K. Um, if Ozuna's in the lineup, he's minimum salary. Um, like Jason Martin might be in the lineup. At a le- it's a lefty-lefty matchup, but, like, he might be in the lineup. He's minimum salary. Will Craig is in the lineup. He's minimum salary. Like, you're looking at like two to three potentially like min salary guys here for Pittsburgh. So I, I think they're going to be popular um, for good reason though. Like this is, they're cheap. They're facing a pitcher that struggles and um, gives up a ton of fly balls. So, and they're not at home. So like Pittsburgh's on the road. So like, it's even better. Yeah. Milwaukee side though. Like if Williams gets really popular, I could see stacking Milwaukee just to like, you know, get that leverage. But the reason that we're interested in Williams is just how bad this Milwaukee team has been this season. Yeah. I mean, you look at it and just so many strikeups, all strikeouts all the way up and down the lineup. Like you look at plate IQ this year alone, it's just so much red everywhere. You look at them at the beginning, since the beginning of last year, and at least there's still a ton of strikeouts in this lineup. I mean, I could see going Yelich. I could see a stack here just cause like you can get Navarez, you can get Braun smoke. Hira and Yelich at a decent price. And even Garcia sitting there up there up top if he's in the lineup. But I, I just like, it all depends on Williams ownership. Like if he's not going to be heavily owned, then I'm probably not going to be on them. But if he is, then it makes a fantastic leverage sack. Yeah. I, I The leverage is like the, the thing that you're like the most interested in here when it comes to like looking at this team in general, in my opinion. So um but it's just so hard to 
Like, you can build a decent stack. Yelich, Hera, Smoke, Navarez, Gamble. Like, it's a decent stack. But, like, if you look at their numbers this season, you're going to, like, you know, hold your nose as you're making the stack. But, you know, larger sample size. We know how good Yelich is. We know that Smoke has upside. We know Navarez has upside. Um, Hera has upside. Like, we know these guys have upside. It's just they, they just haven't shown it this year, Grant. Like, where are they at? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it, but – like at a certain point, you have to look at recent trends and kind of realize, okay, this might be might be accurate for the time being. Support for Roto Grinders Morning Grind is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in man's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Listen, nobody ever wants to go through a time where they're trimming down there and they get shocked or they cut themselves or anything like that. Like we've all been there. We've all been there. You can't be a man in your thirties or older and say you haven't been there. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released a new and improved lawnmower 3.0. Hey, they sent me one. I'm excited. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They also upgraded a... 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud Loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you are listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code AMGRIND at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code AMGRIND at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use our code AMGRIND. AMGRIND. We move on because the balls will thank you that go over the fence. Indians and Royals, (laughs) Shane Bieber, Brad Keller. Oh, let's talk the Biebs. This guy has been fantastic this season, Grant. Um, and like fantastic might not even be the right word. 42.9% K rate, 5% walk rate, 18.6% swinging strike rate. This dude has a 56.8% contact rate. How do you not play him here? You hope that something happens and, or that G Leo puts up a no hitter again, or Cole goes to one of his ridiculous games. But outside of that, yeah, it's absolutely Beaver. Like Beaver is my favorite like raw points play on the slate by far. He's been fantastic. Only one start, less than 29 points. He's going up against the Royals. The Royals are not very good. The bottom of the lineup is absolute trash. There's a decent amount of strikeouts in here. Like Bieber should absolutely crush here. And he probably will absolutely crush here. Like if you absolutely can't get up to him, then there is still G Lito and Cole. So you can fade him moderately. But Bieber is the number one play on the slate. Yeah, he's the number one guy. Like he, there's just no, there's no arguing it, right? There's just no arguing. Like he's the number one play. Like there's, there's pivots. There's ways that you can be different. 
there's a lot of different things that you can do on this slate to be different. But like at the end of the day, he is the number one play on the slate. And the only reason you're going to struggle with salary to get him in cores, like, you know, that's going to be something that you're going to really struggle with. But overall, like he's the top guy here. Um, on the other side, we got Brad Keller. And, you know, we finally saw a little bit of regression um, that we've been expecting from Brad Keller in his last start. But, like, he, he you know, this this that game against St. Louis, and I said it on the podcast that day, the regression is so obvious with this guy that, like, every number that we have for him, like, screams regression. And, like, you cannot play Brad Keller. Like, don't do it. I know he's 6.9K. I know he's averaging 18 fantasy points a game. You might can make an argument, Grant, but I can't. I, I'm staying way away from this guy. I can if he's going to come in at 1% ownership and Williams is going to come in at 10. And it, I, I still drastically prefer Howard. I was rather I would play Howard week. before I would play Keller. Oh, yeah, absolutely, 100%. But if you don't want to leave 1,100 on the board and you happen to have it, like, and Keller's going to come in at very low ownership, it's not the worst idea in the world. I was right there with you. We screamed regression, and it absolutely happened. He's still not a great pitcher, and this matchup isn't the greatest, but they've been striking out a decent clip. I want to wait and see what the lineup ends up turning out as. But Keller, like, can absolutely happen. The problem is he's going to be facing a decent amount of lefties. been walking a lot of lefties so far this season. But just any number of things can happen on the slate. I'm probably not using Keller, but – you can make the argument for him just because of the way the slate is. Well, yeah, you can make the argument. The Indians have been, you know, bottom 15 team in almost every statistical category this season. Their strikeout rates 24% against random pitching this season. So yeah, you can make the argument. Sure. But I, I can't, I, I, I can't do it. Like I would prefer stacking Cleveland. If I hope Keller is popular, like I hope people open the slate they go down, they try to find that cheap pitcher, they see 18% average fantasy points per game on Brad Keller, they look at his game log, they're like, oh, he had one bad game against St. Louis, he's been good this season, and they play him. That will be fantastic for us. Like, that will be fantastic. If I open up lineup HQ at like 3 or 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, and like Brad Keller has like 15% ownership, I'm on GPP stacks on lineup HQ. I can guarantee you guys that there will be a Cleveland write-up if Keller is going to be popular. Like, because it, it's just so obvious, this regression. I, I think Cleveland's in play. I don't think they're a top stack on the slate. I think that, you know, there's better better options on this slate um, considering, like, pricing and everything. But I do think they're a team you want to look at. Reyes is 4.1K. Santana's 4K. If Nyquen's in there, he's 2.6K. Santana's 2.4K if he plays. So, I think Cleveland's in play. It's just like you're paying up for Ramirez on the door um, on a slate where you have so many great bats. Yeah, and this is a full stack or fade spot for me. I mean, I don't hate yep. using Reyes or Santana, but Keller has been so wild versus lefties. There's, what, five of them, six of them in this lineup here. So he gets wild. He walks a whole bunch of guys. Game gets out of hand. The bad bullpen arms come in, and they could put up a huge game. But I'm not really playing on guys as a one-off. He is giving up a decent amount of hard contact, but – not giving up a ton of fly balls. It's mostly just realizing that the walks will probably be there. He's walked at least three guys, I think, in every single outing so far this season outside of his first one. I, I, I It's stack or fade for me. Um, but, yeah, if I'm stacking up, like, it's a little expensive and there's just other stacks I prefer. 
I like Nyquin's price a lot. Like if he cracks the lineup, um, he's been hitting the ball really, really well. Like he's been really hot. So um, two points, two point six k on Fanduel and um, two point six k on DraftKings too. So really like the like the price on him. Is there any of these royal bats that you take against Bieber? None. Like Solar would be the only person I think about, but high K rate versus high K rate, not doing it. Full fade for me. Full fade for me. White Sox twins, Lucas Giolito against uh, Rich Hill. Giolito obviously coming off of a monster game. We loved him that day. Um, you know, we told everybody to play him. And, um, hey, we can pat ourselves on the back. We can take the win because you don't get many wins with Lucas Giolito. But um, he is having a really strong season. Tough matchup, Grant, going up against uh, Minnesota. You know, put up negative fantasy points in his first start of the season against Minnesota. What are you doing here with Lucas Giolito? I mean, I'm trying to pay for Beaver, but, again – I don't know if I can. Like Cole and Giolito are two potential guys that I'll be using in my lineups based on where lineup building actually goes from. But Bieber is the clear number one guy. But I will have some sprinkles of Giolito in tournaments just because of how good he's been the last two matchups. He's just been unreal, striking out everyone, staying at 34% K rate on the season. Hasn't been walking guys in his last two outings. Like outside of the Cleveland game, hasn't been walking guys much this season. So he's Absolutely fantastic arm. It's just Giolito or just Bieber's on the slate. But if Bieber's going to come in at like 50% ownership, then kind of changes things around a little bit. But yeah, like, right now I'm going Bieber over Giolito 80% of the time and a few shares of Giolito and Cole. Yeah, I think Giolito's definitely in play. Like one of the reasons that he's struggling against this team is he doesn't – like they they hit fastballs really well and like he throws a ton of fastballs. So – um, like that's obviously a concern. I'm trying to get up to Beaver. I like Beaver more than I like Lucas Giolito, but in tournaments, um, I think he's definitely in play. On the other side of the ball, we got Rich Hill, who it might be time for Rich Hill to hang up the cleats. Um, I don't know, man. He he's been decent in spots, but like he is not going to throw more than like 85 pitches probably. Um, I don't think he can play Rich Hill here. No, absolutely not. You probably like the White Sox, don't you? Oh, love them. Tim Anderson with his league-leading 786 ISO and 764 WOBA <laughs> versus lefties. Gosh, that's ridiculous. But, no, I like everyone in this lineup. Like, Encarnacion's a fantastic play. He's way too cheap. He's still got a great amount of pop right now. Abreu's been crushing. Like, the problem is their price tags, but – I mean, wraparound stacks or stacks at the bottom of the order are easily easy to do. Like, Mazzara's probably going to be in the lineup. He's sitting there at 2.4K. Like, anyone who's in the lineup at the bottom is probably going to be cheap. You're going to have to throw him in there or stack him with Pittsburgh. But White Sox are my favorite stack on the slate. Like, I absolutely love him here. I think Rich Hill gives up several home runs. I think he's yanked early. And I think White Sox absolutely destroy the bullpen. I love them today. I'm going to play a ton of them. White Sox are my top stack on the board. Yeah, like Edwin, he's like 2.7K on FanDuel. Like the White Sox much cheaper on FanDuel than they are on DraftKings. Um, yeah, like they're in a great spot. You know, you'll have to see if like Mankata, he's banged up right now if he's in the lineup. If he's not in the lineup, you could potentially get like a cheaper bat um, that like cracks the lineup. Um, what is it? A Mad Riggle or a Regal or something Magical. like that? Like. He would be someone that would crack the lineup and be super cheap. So, 
Just got to watch the lineup when it comes out. Just got to watch the lineup, see if Moncada's in there, see who's in the lineup. Um, I do like the bottom end of this stack, too. I think they're really interesting um, to pair with uh, Bauer or Bieber. Sorry. Um, do you have any interest in the Minnesota bats? Not a ton. It's a stacker fade for me. And it's all depending on ownership of Giolito, but I don't expect him to be that uh, that high owned because of Bieber and Cole. So, like, Cruz is fine, but he's 6K. I'm not doing that. Like, Rosario's a decent play. Kepler's a decent play at the price tag. But that's 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 really it. Like, I don't really have a desire to use everyone, especially with how much of a tear Giolito's been on. Yeah, he's been really, really good. Like I said, um, Cruz, Rosario, Kepler, Cave profile really well against him. Um, so, like, the profiling, batted ball profile, like, scares me a little bit, like, from playing Giolito. It's stack or fade. I'm with you. Like, you're not playing one-offs here. You're stacking Minnesota. You're fading them. Um, th- that's just that's just how you're going to have to, you know, approach the stack. Like, that that or this this matchup, right? Like, you, you can't play one-offs here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't take one-offs over on the White Sox side, though. No, yeah, White Sox. Yeah, I meant like Minnesota. You can't, you can't do that with Minnesota. Like White Sox. Yeah, you can one, two, three, four, five, man them. However you want to attack Rich Hill, I don't have a problem with that. Like we've seen a ton of upside from the White Sox against left-handed pitching this season in general. So you know, you definitely have to like that. Um. All right, Coors Field, San Diego Padres, Colorado Rockies, Garrett Richards, Herman Marquez. Um. Any interest in either one of these guys? No, not really. I mean, Marquez has been good at times. He can do a lot at, at Coors even, but it's against the Padres. Padres have been just raking. So, no. Yeah, Padres have been a lot good, a lot better this season. Garrett Richards has been terrible. Um, like, he didn't even make it out of the first inning against Seattle the other day. Like, they pounded him so hard. Um I definitely can't do either one of these pitchers. And, like, we have a late-night hammer cores slate. Like, wh- how often do we get, like, cores? Like, it's like a standalone game. Like, it, it starts an hour and 30 minutes after the Minnesota White Sox game. Like, man, um, standalone cores. Let's talk bats. We'll start with San Diego. Um, everybody, right? Like, you, you play anybody you want here. Like, I, I think Grisham's probably, like – my favorite play just because like his price at 4.9 K. Um, but like the top guy is obviously like Tatis. Yeah, no, literally everyone one through nine nailers in the lineup. If he is 2.8 K it's ridiculous. Oh. Be Uber chop. Oh, yeah. No God. clear, clear, ridiculous pricing, but Whoops. everyone one through nine go for it. Like if I had to prioritize, it's probably, Grisham, and then Tatis, Machado, Cronenworth, Myers, Hosmer. Then, or if Naylor's in the lineup, he's number one just because of his price. Like, I play everyone. Man, him and Hillard, like, there's your chalk outfielders for cash games. Like, holy crap. Um, Man, I love the Rockies here. 3.8K. Yeah, I I love the Rockies here too, Grant. Like, Richards is bad. He's bad to both sides. He gives up a ton of hard contact, ton of fly balls. Uh, man, like, how do you not like both sides of this game? Just, like, you play as much of this game as you want. Like, there's pivots in other games. Um, but, like, the only thing that's going to be hard unless, like, Hillard and Naylor and these guys are in the lineup is just, like, making all these guys fit. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's it. Like, 
you just have to try and figure out a way. And I don't really want double barrel low end pitchers. I don't really see that working out. So it's a tough one. You're going to have to use the cheap parts of the stack or stack them up with Pittsburgh. And that's just the way you do it. But everyone on the, on the Rockies side, like Tapia is way too cheap. Arenado's story are fantastic. Blackman's fantastic. Murphy's too cheap. McMahon is fine at 4.6 K. Hilliard's way too cheap at 2.7. Like just play them all. Like this entire game, you name any hitter. And the answer is just, yeah, great play. <laughs> play whoever you want. Um, speaking of that, the football season is less than 10 days away with the reigning <gasps> champs set to take the field to kick off the season. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy sports to celebrate week one of the football season. DraftKings is putting you in the center of the action with two shots at $1 million top prize. So get in on the action now, make it rain with DraftKings is easy. Draft your team, stay under the salary cap and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, and so much more. On top of that amazing offer, DraftKings is giving away a share of up to $100 million in prizes to all users who enter their free football survivor pool. All you have to do is sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook, enter their survival pool, and you instantly get a share of up to $100 million in giveaways. With all the cash up for grabs, there's no better place to get in on all of the action than DraftKings. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code GRIND to get free a free shot at a million-dollar top prize. And for a limited time, get your share of $100 million in prizes once you enter DraftKings free survivor pool. That's promo code grind to get in on all the action for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum $5 deposit required. Other terms and conditions of, and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, let's play the morning grind game and uh, we'll get out of here. Grant, give me a guy under 8K that's going to get us six or more strikeouts on this slate. Howard. I almost just wrote that down earlier when I was um, doing it. Uh, I'm going to go Trevor Williams just because this team's been bad this season. I don't know if he gets six strikeouts. If he does, it'd be fantastic. Um, over 8K to score under 15. You have a bust up there today? It's freed, but like, I mean, there's really like freed's the only guy that I'm not using out of the top five. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go bold. I'm gonna I'm gonna play this guy a couple times, but Giolito under 15. Yeah. Bust. Um over 4K, the 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 no hitter hangover. Um over 4K to hit a home run, not in course. Who do you got? Tim Anderson. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the top today. I, I think Juan Soto is the best play on the slate. I'm gonna go Juan Soto. Um under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got? Edwin. He's so cheap. It's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Every day he's so cheap. He's cheap on Vandal too. Um, I'm going to give you a catcher play today. Jacob Stallings is going to get two hits today. Probably both singles, but he's going to get two hits today. Uh, give me a stack to score six or more runs. You know the answer. Chicago White Sox. Yep, going for ten. Five home runs. All right, I'm going to go. retires mid-game like, like some <laughs> Buffalo Bills player that I will not say because I can't remember his name. I'm going to go with the Atlanta Braves. Um, I'm not going to go Philly or Washington, even though I love that game. I'm going to go with Atlanta. Uh, Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, check, out, check out ownership. Like, it's that simple. Like, ownership is going to dictate a lot of things on this slate. 
It's going to be very, very important. So, um, yeah, we're going to get out of here. Um, you'll be back tomorrow. You'll be back for football this season. We'll be doing uh, football oh, podcasts yeah. together this year. I'm excited about that. Um, you know, that that DraftKings read, man, got me got me pumped. I'm, I'm excited that football is so close, so close. Like, it's, it's crazy that it's this close. But I'm um, excited to work with you with football. Um, that's going to wrap it up. Hope everyone had an awesome weekend. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then. Tickets.